Hey, Rock Young Adults, just giving you a heads up, this podcast was originally 55 minutes, so we decided to cut it into two parts um, of about 26 minutes each. We found a spot that we could leave off, but it'll kind of uh, end abruptly, um, but we'll pick back up next week with it. Well, hello there, young adults. It's Jason and Jen with our weekly conversation. I'm beginning to really enjoy these. You're saying our conversations are weak? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, I could. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> or uh, yeah, and then there's and there's how you have misunderstandings. <laughs> um, so for those that didn't listen last week, we talked about uh, what is love. Go ahead, break into your song. My song. Oh, oh my goodness! I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, right before when I said it, right before this, he broke into his song. What, what is song? love? I'm not doing it. <laughs> nice try. There must be no song. I think you're making this up. I am not. Anyone that wants to find out can ask Jason when they see him on Sunday or Wednesday, or you know, maybe we'll film him some other time doing it. Anyway, we talked about what love is, and um, today we're gonna we're kind of. It's funny when we were talking about what we were gonna talk about today. It didn't have anything to do with last week, but the more I thought about it, the more I thought, oh no, it actually does have to do a little bit with last week and and what love really is and. Because love, in reality, a lot of times we talk about what it is in relationships. We talked about relationships last week and what love looks like in a marriage and how our culture is so different when it comes to relationships and love and how everything that's presented in social media, not everything, but a lot of what is presented in social media and Hollywood and all of that, you see relationships as, um, to me, I see it very self-centered it's all about me. What am I going to get out of this relationship? I think that's why a lot of relationships fail because needs aren't being met. Um, they tend to be more emotional than I would think what a healthy relationship looks like. It's it's based on what I'm feeling rather than the true act of love that God calls us to. So, But you have a, a plan for today. So do you want to share what you were? I have no plan. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be one of these days, is it? <laughs> You told me, let's go record something, so I came in here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I wish you could see his face right now. He's just <laughs> lying. <laughs> lying? I don't know about that. That's a strong word. <laughs> it is not what happened. We talked this morning about what we were going to talk about. So go ahead. Share what what God put on your heart as far as, because you came into my office and said, I think I have a plan for today is what you said to me. <laughs> oh, I think this probably is, has some, something to do kind of with, not the, the rant, not that I'm going to rant today, but like the stuff that's kind of been building up inside me a little bit. And I think it's, This is probably part of several things, but when we were trying to figure out what to talk about today, I went through um, some of my notes because I I take notes uh, for young adult possible topics, especially uh, in the prayer room. A lot of times I will get, I don't know, like thoughts of of messages or Mm -hmm. just parts of things as I'm reading scripture, so I'll just go and and uh, write them down just to get them out of my head so that I can actually focus on, you know, prayer and worship in the prayer room instead of putting together a note. So I I went through, and this was one, I don't remember actually how it came up, but there's this 
kind of, I guess, movement in Christianity where we talk about it's a relationship, it's not a religion. And it, that's not quite true. It, it is a religion, a religion based off of a relationship, mm-hmm. but it's still a set of beliefs because that's all a religion is. But I think we, as Christians, gravitate to the relationship, not a religion, um, because it kind of excuses us from actually having to do anything yes. outside of it. You know, we just have to have this relationship. There's, we gives an, an excuse to not be disciplined. Um, we can kind of push aside the commandments because it's, it's a different covenant now. Um, but it also kind of gives us a license to remain in our sin because we don't have to actually put in work to better ourselves. We just focus on our relationship with God, whatever that means to each person, because that's ultimately how we view a relationship mm-hmm. anyways. But if you think about that too, even in our relationships, like Joe was talking about with people, most of them are selfish relationships where what are we getting out of it? That's what we're looking, you know, in a relationship, mm-hmm. what are we getting out of it? Even in marriage, we've talked about this with our, with uh, our married ministry too, is it's not about what you get out of it, yeah. but that's what we do with our relationship with God though too. We're actually, this is one of the things I, I put down was that we focus too much on um, what we get out of the relationship. The relationship's not about us. Even if it is the relationship part of, of the religion, it's not about our relationship with God. It's about God's relationship with us. It's, he's the focus of the relationship. We mm-hmm. aren't. Yes. Right. So I think a big part of that, a big problem is that we we, we come into this relationship, one, seeing it from our point of view. We read scripture through our lens. We worship through our lens and pray through, you know, what's going on in our lives. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're actually called to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we pray to God. We, you know, we can ask him for things, but we're also supposed to, you know, pray scripture back to him, to minister mm-hmm. to him. Yep. You know, that's, that's part mm-hmm. of us being a, a royal priesthood. We're yep. to, to minister to the Lord. We're to worship God. And a lot of our worship songs are about how we feel, how God makes us feel. Yeah. And I know you have, you, you have a lot to say on that. <laughs> you know, you've talked about in the past. But yeah. um, we do need to start even reading scripture, not like how, how do I take this into my life? What can I get out of, of scripture? Because we all gravitate towards the, you know, the Proverbs that, that say he is faithful, have great rewards and all that yeah. stuff. So we're like, oh, I'll be, be faithful so I can get great rewards. And even like we were talking about this morning, um, the first Peter four eight that, that love covers a multitude of sins. So mm-hmm. we we go out and we're like, oh well, as long as I'm loving, I, I can kind of offset my sins. Mm-hmm. And it and when we think that way, it does two things. One, it's wrong, and I'll get yeah. to that in a second. But two, it's I should say it's incorrect what you're thinking that verse means. Yeah. The second one, it's wrong because we're we're supposed to sanctify ourselves mm-hmm. so we're supposed to not actually sin mm-hmm. but when we go oh well love covers a multitude of sins i can you know as long as i do something loving i can kind of offset some of my bad debt right it's we're we're kind of leaving ourselves room to sin yes well and in the third wrong perspective of that is that 
now you're removing the cross and you're saying, I don't need Jesus's salvation anymore because it's by works. If I'm loving enough to someone else, then I'm covering over my sin. That, that's not what love has to do with. And that is not, um, yeah, you're saved by faith and by God's grace. And that, that alone, you're justified by your actions. And we can have a whole talk about the yep. difference between that. But um, yeah, so anyway, keep going. You, you were on a thing there. Oh, I was just saying with that, that verse actually means is if we look through, if we look at that verse and all verses through a biblical lens and letting what we've read of scripture previously build upon itself from the beginning, you can see like that that verse really means that our love for our brothers and sisters covers their sins, covers a multitude of their sins. If you want to break it down, um, it, the word for love is the agape version of love, yeah. which is more of that affectionate or benevolent love. It's a charitable love. So the love that we're giving to somebody covers their sins because Christ, his love covered our sins. Mm -hmm. If we are, if everything that we're doing is mimicking him, well, it's going to be our love that covers their sins. It's not going to cover our sins yeah. with it. And same within James, I think it's five something um, right near the end. Yeah, right near the end. It might be actually 5, 8, or 10, or 20, something like yeah. that. Um, it talks about if a brother wanders and somebody brings them back, um, that they did a good thing because and, and, mm -hmm. they will have saved his soul. But it also says at the end of that, too, it will cover a multitude of sins. Yep. This is kind of the same one. And it, it doesn't say, and it will cover your sins. It's still talking about how he his, his. life will have, soul mm -hmm. have been saved. And we'll have covered a multitude of sins mm -hmm. with it, meaning his sins. Yeah, which is great. Um, yeah, but we definitely, we don't always have the right perspective on that. And, and we might say we know that, but sometimes our heart still feels like, oh, if I do this, I get something. Yeah. And we can't, our motive can never be the reward. Even knowing, you know, God says he's going to reward us in heaven. Right. Yeah, but all of the things that we do here on earth... It says in, I think it's in First Corinthians, it's going to go through fire. Yeah. And it says some of it, you know, some of it's going to make it through the jewels and the, you know, some things, but some is like, hey, and it's going to be burned away and that we're going to make it in, like barely make it in <laughs> without any, anything to show for our life here on earth. And it's because we might think, oh, look at that was, that was a diamond. But, but remember, God knows our heart. And he's going to say, you might think that was a diamond, but I know the deep motives of your heart when you did that thing that you think you should be rewarded for. And it's actually, it wasn't done in purity. It wasn't done. That's why there are many times where I go, oh gosh, did I even sing one note of true worship? Did I praise you for one second in that whole thing? You know, it was I pure in what I was doing for, was it for you? And so it's good for us to look internally like that and, and look at our lives like that, look at our relationship with Jesus like that and say that there is, there's things that are outside of what we would call a relationship in, in these days. You know, I think one of the things that I love that, that you said recently was that we have a tendency, you know, we go, oh, he's our father in heaven and he loves us and he's so great. And, and it's true. He is our father. He wants us to call him Abba, which is a very intimate word for father. But you also said, yeah, but we treat him like he's our grandfather. And anyone that has, a, has parents and grandparents in their life at the same time know that parents are responsible. They love, and there's all this, the, the love that comes from a parent is beyond measure. 
but it can also be they have to discipline us. They have to guide. There's things that they have to do in our lives um, that God tells them to do. And the, but a grandparent, like, oh, your parents say for skip sugar? No, 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 no. Here, here's 20 candy bars. You know, they 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 love in a different way. And so I think sometimes, and I agree with you, that, that we want God to be the grandfather of giving us everything that we ask for, whether it's good for us or not. But in reality, he's a parent. And he, he is doing things for our good. Did you have some, something to add on that point? Or he, are you thinking on to no, something No, I was just agreeing. I yeah. was agreeing with you. And I, yeah. and I heard that, the the grandfather thing. Oh, uh, from someone remember. else? Yeah, yeah, I can't remember who it was. It probably was, uh, what's the guy's name? Not Greg Kogel, but the other one. Turek? Yes, Frank, Frank Turek. Turek. I think it was him. So I know who he listens to. Yeah. <laughs> so I I did like that just because I think too we we like the grandfather aspect because we get things from the grandparents. They spoil us. Oh, they don't discipline yes. us. Very rarely does your grandparent have to discipline you because they just tell your parents and then your parents usually discipline you yep. if they tell your parents at all. Yes. And as you get older, they don't even discipline you at all. Our no. girls know that all they do is get spoiled. <laughs> I don't think one harsh word has ever been said to them. No, for sure. That is <laughs> from so the grandparents. <laughs> no. You know? and, and you'll know that too because it's it is frustrating as a parent. Yes. When you are trying to to have rules and discipline your your children and the grandparent comes along and just like, ah, whatever, you know. <laughs> it's like it, oh, you're gonna laugh at the picture that I got. Sorry, Rick hates Heartland. I watch it. So it's like you're putting up the fence to hold something in. As a parent, we're putting up those fences that are good for them. And the grandparent comes through with their tank and just rolls right over the fence. It's like, oh, my gosh, we just put that up. Please leave that up. That took a lot of work to, to try to train them to stay within those boundaries. So, yeah. Well, and I think it was interesting what you said, too, about the one pure note you know, one pure thought, one pure prayer, because we are called to sanctify and, and purify ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's stuff we have to do. Yeah. We're, you can't sit on the couch eating bonbons and think God's going to just change your character and change you from the inside and increase your faith and you're doing well, nothing. It's going to increase something, but it ain't going to be your faith. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's waist be size. Your, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he may not change your character, but he's going to change your appearance. Well, it, but it is. It's, it's, we, we've equated it to working out so many times because it is true. As anyone knows, like you're not going to have a physical body that that is muscular and fit if you choose not to eat right and exercise that the life and and you might as a 20 year old you might be like Jen no I can eat whatever I want congratulations that has to do with your age just wait it's coming <laughs> so when you get as you age you are you have to eat right you have to exercise or your body is not going to look like it does right now in your 20s or or even 30s so the same can be said with our walk with the lord there is no way for you to have a healthy walk with the lord if you're not actively participating in the disciplines that it takes to build that healthy walk to build sanctification it says in the bible to work out our salvation it's not like oh it's done uh, we we say that a lot too. This I think this is one of my biggest pet peeves. With well, I got let's let's be honest here. <laughs> I probably got there's a list dozens <laughs> dozens of of pet peeves of Christianity, and, but one of them is like we sit there and we say we want more of you, God. We want more of you, God. Mm. You know, pour new wine into this wine skin. 
You know, make me a new wine. What are you doing to make yourself a new wineskin? Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, what are you doing to purify yourself or to sanctify yourself? We have this whole backlash now of, to the purity culture because the way it was, the way it, the purity culture itself, there's nothing wrong with how it went about being um, not portrayed but taught and um, lived out definitely was wrong. But yeah. now we're, we've gotten this backlash with it. And, and so everybody's like, anti-purity. Dude, there's a lot really? of verses about being pure before <laughs> the Lord. And I'm, if, you're, if you're trying to push back on, on that, yeah, you're going to have a problem. Well, and it's so funny. Even this week, and I don't know if I can call it even an aha, but it's funny because the purity culture in and of itself has been pointed so directly at singles Remain pure before marriage. Don't have sex before marriage. And the purity in how you dress, which, hey, you know, if you've listened to any young adult thing where I've kind of gone off on how you dress, I do think it's important on how we present ourselves. But guess what? That ain't just for the single ladies. That's for married ladies, too. That's for purity is for Christians. <laughs> it's not whether you're in a relationship or not. Just because you, if you're a married woman, that doesn't mean, oh, now you have a free-for-all and you don't have to remain pure. We absolutely do need to remain pure for ourselves and for our husbands. It's, it's just as important. Yeah, being, being pure um, in that sexual or immorality type thing, you know, to not be sexually immoral means that no sex outside of marriage between a man and a woman. That's yeah. what the Bible says yes. and teaches. It's... it's not rocket science to understand, but we keep trying to change it and, and give ourselves loopholes yes. because it's a relationship. It's not a religion. Well, so, for instance, as a married woman, there's no way on God's green earth that I should be reading Fifty Shades of Grey. That, that's an inappropriate book. It's an inappropriate movie, and, and it would be something where I would, it would create lust in my heart for not my husband. So that's where the purity in a marriage, where I've seen all kinds of married women, oh, I'm married, it's fine. And they go see, what is the other one? Magic Mike and, and think that, that that's okay. And how many times on these Sundays that we've talked about guarding gates, guarding your eye gates, guarding your ear gates, guarding what comes into you, that, that is that purity mindset that when you have religion and relationship paired together. Yeah, And that's, I think, where spiritual discipline plays its role too. And if we are thinking that it's just a relationship and it's not religion, then there's no spiritual discipline mm -hmm. because the spiritual discipline, um, I, I've heard it said this way, spiritual disciplines can be described as those behaviors that augment our spiritual growth and enable us to grow to spiritual maturity. Yeah. That's, that's not just in the relationship aspect, but it's in the, the purification part, the, the sanctification part, because Honestly, a relationship, you can have relationships with anybody. Doesn't have yeah. to be, there doesn't have to be purity there. There doesn't have to be True. any sanctification there. But if it's a relationship with God, then there's these other things. If the, the God of the universe, the creator of all things, the redeemer you know, of, of Jesus Christ, like all of these, if we are saying, oh, it's just a relationship, we're actually downplaying the significance of everything that's happened, everything he's done. That is so true. So, and if we don't have these spiritual disciplines like jen said we talked about we talk a lot about like equating it to to health or sports or something like that but it is true in sports when we are fatigued we default to the training that we most often train at mm -hmm. so if you are not employing the spiritual disciplines and, and i for the sake of simplicity 
there's four. I put mm -hmm. it down as four. Like you can, we've talked about it before. Like there's like eight and 12 and 64 yeah. and 382, depending on who you read. But it is reading the Bible, understanding his word, yep. worshiping, praying, and loving our neighbors. Mm -hmm. Like the, the bare bones of it, everything else is an offshoot of one of those type of things because that's what we're called to do. Love God with all our heart, with all of our soul, and with all our strength and love our, our neighbors as ourselves. So we have to do that. And if we don't, then when we, when we do get tired, when life does beat us down, what do we do? We go to our, our, oh, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what God's telling me what to do. I, I'm looking for signs. I don't feel this. Blah, mm -hmm. blah. It's because you don't even know who you are in Christ yeah. because you're, you're not actually disciplined. You in don't have anything. the basics down. No. Yeah. You know? So it, it's different if, if you are reading your Bible and in prayer and, and worshiping, not because of the, the joy you get out of it, but because that's, you know, who God commands as this all powerful creator, um, then we, we know who we are more in him. And these little bumps and things, we don't question. They're just part of life. Like, you know, why is God trying to punish me? Is he trying to tell me something? Uh, read your Bible. Well, you know, why, why, isn't this, why didn't I get this job? Is God trying to punish me for something or tell me something? You know, no. It's just telling you, you weren't qualified for it maybe. Yeah. Or, there's, or people didn't like you. Yeah. A hundred reasons yep. that you might not have gotten that job or gotten into that college or that person who you, God told you to marry. Married someone else. <laughs> flatly rejected you and yes. then married somebody else. Yeah. Or not even that. Not even married somebody else, just flatly rejected you and said no. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yep. I would say when it comes to uh, this, it's almost like you have to walk the tightrope of religion and relationship. It's hand in hand to me. And when you have either of them, when you have a relationship, you change. There are things in you that changes. When you have religion, you change. Change is involved in both. When, If you're not married now and you get married, hey, men and women, you are going to have to change. There are things in you that you're going to have to compromise and get used to and have to change. The same goes for, for our relationship with Jesus. And before we go on, one of the things that I was thinking when you were talking to, sorry, was this idea, the purity culture the and I think it almost similar. I, well, I have a relationship. It's not a religion. You know, this rejection of this idea of religion. Both things were. It's this pendulum thing that happens in in all things. My mom said it happens in teaching. That's why Common Core kicks in. It's like, oh, they tried this for a while and then they swing totally to the opposite direction, try something else, and it's, most of the time it comes and settles in the middle. But with purity culture and this relationship religion idea, it's. Well, I don't want, you know, everybody hate, it, it came from the season where, oh, just religion, the idea of the, the monotonous, you know, no relationship. It was just obedience. You just do because you're going to go to hell if you don't. And it was just this ritual type stuff with no emotion. Then, then the pendulum swung the other way where it's like, oh, no, it's all emotion and it's just a relationship and it's just me and I get so much love from the Lord and it's all, then it swung, swung too far, swung too far that direction where we're saying, no, no, let the pendulum settle somewhere in the middle because the, the religion aspect, the obedience, all of that is important. It's just as important as the love that you feel and the emotion that sometimes is there. But if you base your relationship or your commitment to Jesus solely on relationship, then you, then you start to get into where it's based on 
emotion, and it's based on those things. And one of the notes that I took down is that your, your relationship with Jesus is love and obedience. It's not one or the other. Um, first, or not first John, John 14, 23, and this is Jesus. Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. The other word where it says, keep my word, it says, and he obeys me. I think we often forget that part when we say, well, it says, if you declare that Jesus is Lord with your mouth, you know, and it says right after that, and it says, and and believe him and obey his word. His word is right after that. We tend to forget that part. We're just going, oh, but he, I said, I, I believe in Jesus. He's my savior. I'm not going to hell. I wouldn't, I wouldn't place too much money on that. I'm not saying that you aren't going to hell or that you are, but I would just be very cautious because the next part of that sentence that people drop off is obey his word. That is so important. And that's the religious aspect that people want to reject. Or James 1, 2, you know, I'm always going to bring a James verse in. Do not merely listen to the words and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. You're in deceit if you don't obey God's word. Isn't that crazy? I think that's such a powerful verse. Yet that's not one that someone's going to claim as their life verse. They're going to claim Ephesians 3.20. He can do above and beyond anything I can ask or imagine, which he can. We love to cling to that one, like you were saying earlier, the blessing ones. But, but oh, control your tongue, sacrifice, all those. We rarely claim those as our one. The other last one that I, I know you have stuff to chime in. Psalm 128.1 says, Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to him. If I have a relationship with someone, we don't typically equate a relationship with fear or awe and wonder. And I think that that's some of what, that's why we have to be cautious of using that word too much because it starts to train our brain. Oh, this is like a relationship that I have on earth. No, because fear doesn't typically enter into a relationship that you have here on earth. That's, that's safe for the Lord. We only fear and revere and stand in awe and wonder of him. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, before we move on to like the next point of uh, of why this it's a relationship uh, not a religion causes problems i just thought of something that you can't actually have a relationship without the religion part of it when it comes to god because you don't know who you're having a relationship with unless you have the beliefs of who he is Ooh, that's good so for all intents and purposes you you can't you don't know who and i think this is why we have progressive christianity so you know, mm-hmm. uh, infiltrating everything is because it's this relationship, but they get to make up who that relationship is with. That's so good. So Yeah, because they've rejected the whole piece of religion altogether. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to leave off right here for right now, and we will pick back up next week.